Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right. They're licensed, honey. And you can connect in a safe and private online environment. I cannot tell you how convenient this is. As somebody who has used this myself and will continue to do so, I have to let you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours. And it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling center, and it's done securely online. And I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash workin'. Once again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash W-E-R-K-I-N. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash workin. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Local Queen. My name is Ginger Minge, and whenever I'm at home, I am definitely a local queen. You know, I'm still rolling up to the Hamburger Marys with my own suitcase, my wig in tow, working for um, $50 and a Coca-Cola. And I am not mad at it, because that is what the foundation of drag truly is. And today I'm here in Seattle. I say today, but girl, I mean, it might be a new day. Somebody call Jennifer Hudson and see if it's a brand new day yet. <laughs> Um, I am here in Seattle. We just had a fabulous sold out show at the Queer Bar. And I'm here with one of Seattle's favorites, Stacy Star Fucker. Yeah. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. Or you got you a disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> look at us. We look like a couple of redheaded sluts Ooh. up here. I like it. Well, I don't know. You look like bougie and fabulous. And I look like Lucy from Charlie Brown going through a midlife crisis. But I'm not mad at it. I'm like uh, in the in the trailer park, but the nice end of town. Yeah, yeah, a double wide, uh, triple wide. Are you our double wide diva? Yeah, which okay. is now available for streaming on all of your musical platforms. Okay, Stacey, we're <laughs> gonna jump right into this now. I've gotten to know you pretty well over the last couple of years. We've spent some time doing some shows together. We uh, spent some time at Disneyland, had a great time. We scared the hell out of your friend. What's her name? Elena. Elena, we scared the hell out of her by getting her on that Ferris wheel. She hated it. Well, we didn't know <laughs> that the cars just kind of rolled backwards and made you feel like you were about to fall off. They were swaying. Back. They were swaying yep. and swinging. Uh, yep. You know, kind of like this brassiere you got on right now. Swaying and swinging. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to uh, tell them the tea behind that? My brassiere or Elena? About your brassiere. Oh, um, mm, she's just juicy. She's it's, juicy. She's juicy. And she's not clasped in the We're bed. not. No. Mm-mm. COVID <laughs> uh, gave me a couple juicy pounds, and now I wear a coat. Yeah. So you don't see the back. You're no, welcome. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Anyway, you swang it. Kind of like this bang I got going on right here. It's covering up this eyebrow, which I have 
um, sweat it <laughs> off during the show. So it's strategically placed. See, these are bangs. little little drag tips bangs. and tricks. Yeah. <laughs> when your forehead comes off, you wear a bang piece. Hello. Well, if you sweat too much, you go from a forehead to a five head. Mm-hmm. And then Tyra Banks sues you because you're infringing on her intellectual property. Or so Reba. Or Reba. <gasps> I love her. Our lips are too full for Reba, oh, but yeah. she is also a country Well, diva. maybe it's her lip line. Yeah. This isn't about Reba, though, girl. No. This is about you. I want you to tell our listeners out here just a little bit about yourself. Just like the overview. Of you know, Seattle? like No, about you. Oh, yourself. About yeah. yourself. Like whenever you go on into like Netflix and it pulls up that little description box and you have to click like view more info. I want that. I want that blurb. I want your Netflix blurb. Netflix blurb. Netflix is like a horror movie with children's comedy. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I want to scare you and then make you laugh at the same time. Yeah. That that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just good for any drag. Um, so when did you get your start? Um, I started back six and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. I did a little competition here in Seattle. Um, two years prior... I got my first tattoo, these stars. Well, that's it not was, one. That's your first tattoos. Yeah. It was my, it was at home, a cousin's two partner. Yeah. Oh, so those are yeah. homemade? I thought they well, were yeah, prison girl. tats. Well, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you got those tattoos. And I. everyone regrets their first tattoo. I don't. Oh, Mine's little teeny tiny. It's up here. It's above my dog dressed like Stitch. It's my... Well, it's there somewhere. It's there. It's comedy and tragedy masks, and I got them when I was 15 years old. Oh, cute. Yeah, I I, I lied and said my theater instructor was my um, my mother. We were drunk. I don't know why I was drunk. Well, I well, do know why I was drunk, because there was things. nothing else to do. What else are you going to do? In good old Lake County, Florida. Yeah. So I didn't want to regret these. Yeah. Because um, everyone does. Uh, well, some people do. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I was working retail, and I was like, well, um, I... The song Stacy's Mom has got it going on. I was like, Stacy, that mm. is the name. And then I would tell my coworker, I was like, how do I incorporate my stars and Stacy? Starship, Starstruck, Stacy Starstruck was born. But get this. So weird story. So three months later, um, my I'm a prom baby. Let's roll it back. I'm a prom baby. Um, my parents split up when I was two, and then my mom came out, dyke lesbian. Bless Love her heart. That. She's, she's been married to her wife now for 22 years. I've always like, hoped that my mother would be a late in life lesbian. I think she would just be so much happier. Yeah. She's already got oh, the yeah. haircut. I really just want her to embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. So I said, well, mom, I think I'm going to do drag. And she's like, that's weird. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're gay. We're like, that's not weird. She was like, well, listen, I never had this conversation. And I think I was like 22 at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 now. And um she's like well we never talked about this but had you been born a biological female we picked stacy weird so i was like okay well then it is what it is uh fast forward to literally six months ago i was talking with my dad and i was like so mom said that you wanted a name picked out if i was born a female and he's like yeah i wanted stacy like you should have been stacy and you're like well I, was I, like, am. well I am you got both see my father from legend has it you know my father um really he had had uh two boys from his first marriage my two brothers richard and jj and then my mother had had my sister stacy oh. yeah. but she's s-t-a-c-i-e 
Oh, I'm with the EY. Yeah, she's yeah. also a bitch. Uh, <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I get it, honestly. Yeah. You know, people are like, Ginger's a bitch. Well, you should meet the rest of my family. I am the normal nice one. Anyway, um, <laughs> legend has it that whenever my mother got pregnant, and they tried for a while to get pregnant, um, and then it just, like, once they stopped trying, it just happened. I was... And I was a planned oops baby, if that oh, makes any, yeah. any sense at all. Yeah. And um, he, my father was just really hoping for a girl. He really wanted a daughter. And then my father and I never got along because he always, like, once I was born, I was always too feminine. And, Same. yeah, and he was yeah. like, you know what? I, like, just butch it up. Don't talk. I don't want you to embarrass me. Yeah. Southern Baptist, yeah. former military, all that stuff. And so I laugh about it now because we've been working on mending our relationship. And I don't know that it'll ever be perfect, but we're, we're friendly now, you know? And I finally told him one day, I was like, you, you know, you always wanted a girl and you pretty much got your wish. Like, I blame this on you. Yeah. Because the Lord works in mysterious ways. You got a twofer. Yeah, exactly. A twofer one. Can I tell you another weird story? They'll Do probably it. edit this shit out. <laughs> so, um... I'm not condoning psychics or anything. Like, if you believe in them, you believe in them, whatever. You don't believe in them? I do. I'm but obsessed. I'm saying if anybody listening out there doesn't believe in them, that's, that's okay, on you. Yeah. I, like, I'm not yeah, yeah, forcing yeah. that on you. But um, my sister had gone with uh, her best friend, Kendra, years ago over to Casadega, which is a little town in Florida okay. that's like, it's a spiritual psychic town. And if you live there, you, like, you have to be part of the psychics union and all sorts of, like, it's all this, this weird stuff. Um, not weird, but, like, they have their rules and stuff, yeah. you know? It's like a union. So um, my sister had gone with Kendra to get her cards read or whatever. Okay. And my, she's just, like, sitting in the lobby area waiting for everything to be done. And the woman that was doing the reading, her name is Karen, which she's become, like, part of the family now. Um, she's a good Karen, you know? Yeah. And she was sitting in there and she was like, uh, I have nothing to tell you, but I need to talk to your friend. And my sister was like, oh, no, no, no I'm not here for a reading, girl. <laughs> like, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have yeah. the interest. She's like, no, I need to talk to you. I'm not going to charge you. I just have a message for your mother. And oh. she's like, do you know my mom? She's like, no, I don't know her, but I need to tell her something. And so my sister goes and sits down and she says, I want you to tell your mother that your sister is okay. And she said, oh, you're such a fucking quack. I don't have a sister. And she like was laughing about it. And she called my mom when it was over and my mom just busted out into tears. And apparently between my sister and myself, my mother had gotten pregnant, um, but she had lost the baby and it was supposed to be a girl. And so my mother, like, got in her car and drove over there and talked to Karen. And Karen mm -hmm. was like, I want to tell you she's here and she's fine. She said, do you have a son who is different? And she was like, you, the, you girl, that, we all yeah. know different, different. artistic. Yeah. That's just Southern slang for big old gay, yeah. you know? <laughs> and my mom was like, yes, I do. She said, your son splits genders because whenever a baby is not able to be born. If there's another baby that comes after that, it's kind of the same soul that's split. Oh. And she said, so that's why your son splits genders. Mm. My mom never said that, you know, I did drag or anything like that's that. 
And so, like, I, I don't know. Like, I had a similar experience. You take it with so a grain I of went, salt. So I but... went to Portland, and my godmother and her partner, her wife, was getting a reading because they want to do a couple's reading. Uh. And then she stopped. She's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> she's like, I need you to realize you're two-spirited. Yes. You are two different people in one, and I need you to love yourself. And I had never had that conversation with my family about just, mm-hmm. like, not necessarily just like flowing through gender yeah. as who I am. Um, well, no, I had it then. <laughs> well, exactly. And I've always had the thing where, yes, I do believe that some people have psychic abilities, um, but I have never sought it out. If I've had yeah. several people that have come to me and mm-hmm. said, I need to speak to you. I need to tell you what I need to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I refuse mm-hmm. to pay for it. I will tip them yeah. afterwards, but I don't want to pay for that because I feel like, you know, if yeah. you're approaching me and you have to tell me something, prove to me first that you have oh, something yeah. worth saying and you don't just want my $20. <laughs> um, but I've had several people, like there was one who pulled me aside and told me, uh, I see a lot of traveling in your future. I see television. And this, wow. I literally like the next week I got the call to go do season seven of Drag Race. Well, that's exciting. So I, I think that the, like the Sometimes universe gives you signs. Oh yeah. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Um, anyway, this is not about any of that. <laughs> We've wasted 11 minutes talking about all of this, but I do think it's very important to talk about like the two spirited thing and, 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 and like the blurred lines of gender. Yeah. Have you always felt, um, like you do blur those lines? Like, I mean, yeah, my dad was like WWE wrestling, NASCAR football. And I was like crafts project runway <laughs> watching all the gay television so i knew something was different but i didn't quite understand mm-hmm. yeah did you ever spend time like breaking into mama's closet and putting on the dresses and the heels and- well actually i have like one fond memory well not i don't know if it's fond but i was very little like three and i remember putting my mom's heels on in a nightgown and my dad's like what are you doing and i was like what and my mom's like okay and my dad was like take that off that's like, like oh. exactly my story yeah and and you can listen to that story set to music with Double Wide Diva by Ginger Minge, now available where fine music is sold. And several Walgreens, I'm sure, at yeah. this point. All right, so six and a half years ago, you decided to try drag for the first time. Try it. You wanted to embrace the tattoos. Well, actually, I moved to Seattle, and I had no friends. I went on a whim. The economy was bad. I was going to school to be an elementary school teacher. And I couldn't get a job. I am learning so much. Like we are so similar. Do you really? Know I was gonna be. Uh, I was gonna be a school teacher. What grade? I, I wanted to do elementary. I wanted to oh. do drama for elementary. Oh, I love that. I wanted second. This second is, grade. You wanted second grade. I because they like they know the rules. They're excited about mm-hmm. school. They're the ones. After that, they get puberty. My sister <laughs> Stacy is. A, uh, she was a special education fourth grade teacher. For oh, 25 wow. years in the same school. And then this year she switched to middle school because she moved over to Orlando where we are from Leesburg. And she is, she's finding her way. We'll say it. Yeah. Well, we all have to. Middle schoolers you know. are not the nicest people. Uh, that's why, 
Give her any hits. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But so it, it like it I, I spent a lot of time when she first started as her teacher's assistant. Oh, okay. And then I was teaching children's theater classes outside uh like in the community theater stuff, like outside of the school system. Yeah. Because Lake County, they don't have drama programs. So okay. we created our own and I was like, This is this is my calling, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then theater kind of took off for me, and then from theater I got into drag. Were I you a love theater that. baby? No. No? I thought the theater kids were weird. We, well, we all <laughs> And are. now I'm friends with every single one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you Literally. basically are a theater well, kid. here we are. Point. Yeah. I really. So, yeah. um. So I went, I went to school. I wasn't working out. Economy was bad. Moved to Seattle to do hair. Had no friends. Went to the bar. Met some amazing drag queens. Mm-hmm. They became my best friends when I moved here. Um, but then they were like, so, um. Can you give me some input? Do you like my performance, my hair? And I was like, you know, chilling it out left and right. They're like, bitch, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't do drag. <laughs> Isn't that the drag queeniest thing to do ever, yeah. though? Where oh, it's like, yeah. can I you ask? Can I get some honest feedback? Bitch, you don't know anything. Yeah. Here's my list. <laughs> <laughs> so then they were like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, let me prove you wrong. So I entered the competition and that I, I did it literally to prove people wrong. Yeah. To be like, no, I know what I mean. The makeup, it wasn't there. The costumes were there, though. The, like, I knew entertainment-wise what I was supposed to be doing. Needed to polish a few things, but it worked. But I also feel like drag is, like, an ever-evolving beast all in in and of itself, you know? Because makeup styles, they change. The trends are are always coming and going. And I also feel like, you know, if you feel like you've reached your pinnacle of perfection, you have nowhere else to go. So you might as well hang up the heels and say farewell. Yeah, Yeah, quit. Yeah. You need to always improve. Do you get stage fright? Every time. Every time. Literally every time I walk out, I'm like, oh no, I have to pee. Oh God, oh God, I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> Never happens. No one, your tub so tight, it's going to yeah. shoot over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm the same way. And my mother was like, I don't understand it because like you've been doing it, you, like before drag, you were doing theater and you've just mm. been in this your whole life. But it's different when you're on stage. You know, yeah. I have severe social anxiety out of drag. Really? Yeah, I, I really do. And I, I get so nervous whenever I'm like getting ready to go on stage and my mom was like well if it's that bad why do you do it i said you know what if i ever stop feeling that that's when i will stop doing drag yeah. because that it like it forces you to fire it, it, to be better you know yeah. it forces you to really give it your all so you go in do you win the competition okay so technically yes but technically no so i made it to finals i won that week made uh-huh. it to finals i was supposed to win but I got my first paid gig during Pride and had to leave, oh. so I was disqualified. Shady. Yeah. Uh, but at least you got but, your paid gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I got that. <laughs> so I was like, joke's on you, bitch. <laughs> so you really took to drag like a fish to water. You were like, okay, yeah. I'm good. I've done this, and I'm immediately getting my paid well, gigs. Well, I took a year off after that. A year and a half off. After your first paid gig? Yeah. Why? Because uh, when I first started... I didn't know drag would be so big as it is now. And I wanted to focus on a career and my career currently is doing hair. And Mm -hmm. I was like, when I'm 
60, 70, 80 years old. Well, hopefully I'm not doing hair at 70, 80, <laughs> but when I'm older, I need something to fall back on. I don't know if I can be strutting around in heels at 50 years old. Maybe we'll see, but who knows? Um, I don't know why you kind of looked at me for confirmation. I ain't that old. You have some friends. <laughs> I do. I'll call Mrs. Kasha Davis and ask her. She'll tell me how yeah. it's going. Yeah. Um, so I focused on that and I was like, okay, got this down. Now refocus on drag. Mm -hmm. I think that's smart. I think it's a very smart way to do things. You know, um, when I first started doing drag, I've spoken about this before. It wasn't what it is now. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've been doing it for 16 years, 16 oh, years wow. now. And, you know, when I first started, there weren't YouTube videos. You, uh -uh. We were going into like Walgreens and buying like um, the Max Factor pan sticks and I use dollar store Cody NYX Potter. as like a stick just in my first foundation. Yeah, but they, they didn't even have that. Really? No. I, I mean, it was like the, the products were very limited. The techniques were just kind of what you picked up from the mm. girls in the dressing room. Yeah. And my drag mother, I know I've told the story before and these people are gonna be like, shut up about this. My <laughs> drag mother, when I first started, she would paint half of my face and she would oh, make me copy smart. it on the other side. And that's she was smart. like, if you look like you have been melted in the microwave, you better pull the bang down lower, but I'm not going to do it for you. Here we go. <laughs> and it, for, it really forced me to like sit there and, and work on it. Yeah. So like, how did you learn your face? Me? Yeah. Um, well, I, I actually would paint and then I would sit backstage and just stare like a creep <laughs> at all the other drag queens. And I'm like, how did you do that eye? Where's the cut crease? Like mm -hmm. I had um, a local queen, Kalina Marcos, paint my face one time. Um, and then I had one other queen paint my face, but it was all just watching everyone else. Mm -hmm. I just sat there and watched like in awe, like, oh, okay. Like, oh, maybe not the best decision for me, but looks great on you. And yeah. then take little bits and pieces of everyone to create this. Well, and, and that's really kind of what drag is. It is self-expression, but it's all like the little bits and pieces that you pick up mm -hmm. from everybody. You know, I went into season seven with a very narrow view of what drag was because my whole thing was southern pageants you know that oh, that's just kind okay. of that was what i grew up in and once i started like traveling the world mm -hmm. i would realize oh i'm i'm picking up like oh you push the edge of the eyelash up and i picked that up in like uh in manchester england oh wow yeah there was one girl back there literally with like um a rat tail comb with the like the tip of it pulling the eyelash and she was blow drying it up like that. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh bitch, just makes your eye look like ten I'm times like <laughs> Yeah, bigger and, and like snatched. So I took that from there and then I went to um somewhere else, somewhere in Australia, and they were like overlining the lip, but then filling it in with gloss so it just looked pumped. Oh, and okay. I'm so scared of needles, I don't want to go and get my lips pumped. So I've just been like literally like taking bits, bits and, and pieces. pieces. Yeah. Still to this day, if I see something that I like, I take it. I'm like, let's yeah. try this and see how yeah. it works. Not everything works. No, you try it out and if it works, great. If it mm -hmm. doesn't, move on. But that's the best part about drag is that it just can be whatever it is. Oh yeah. You know it's an amazing art form. Absolutely. Yeah. So um I have said before and I will say it forever local girls get kind of a raw deal when it comes to the audiences because the audiences I have learned sometimes they are fans of drag race and not fans of drag. Yeah. And do you feel like, like when you work with somebody who's been on drag race, what kind of atmosphere do you feel like? What kind of pressure do you feel from that audience that isn't necessarily 
on your side from the moment you know you hit the I would stage. say look so like they have this idea of drag race budget mm-hmm. and you got a local girl budget and yeah. but they want you to be like blinged out head to toe looking like the one who's winning the runway fashion show of blah 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 yeah um but i'm like like maybe i'm only paid 50 dollars that night yeah like from the bar i mean i'm making tips thank goodness absolutely absolutely but we're working hard i'm like that that pressure alone is stressful for so many girls Mm -hmm. to be this standard when we don't have a television platform yeah we just have um social media if you can even use it or like if people are using it Mm -hmm. depends on where you are well, I, you know, I, I was first on season seven. So there had been six seasons plus an all-stars before I was even on the show. And I'm from Orlando. So I was working with like Roxy and Detox and Coco Ooh. and like all of these legendary yeah. iconic drag race girls. Yeah. And I was there being the curtain jerker, being the first one out of the shoot, you know, yeah, the mouth of the South on that yeah. microphone. And I, I would feel it sometimes from the audience. Like when I first walked out, they weren't as excited and weren't as accepting because they hadn't seen me on television. Yeah. And it was really disheartening at first until I realized, Oh, but they don't have any preconceived notions of who I am or what I do. No. So then it was easier to get them on my side. I felt like. Oh, that's true. And then like once they're on your side, I feel like they are a fan for life. So I will say sometimes when you have certain girls coming in, if you know the girl or you do a little research, you can kind of know their background or Mm -hmm. their, their fan base and then just play in a little to that. And then they'll ease up. Yeah. They'll ease up. I mean, that's why you did WAP tonight. Yeah, of course. Because you you wanted to just piggyback off my brand. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. warm apple pastry for yeah. those <laughs> mm, i'm hungry now <laughs> so you started drag won the competition or was supposed to win the competition supposed but you to. said i know that struggle yeah. and then <laughs> you got your first paid booking took a year and a half off and, and then, then just, jumped back in but at that time when i jumped back in it was all free you yeah. just volunteer you show up you walk around my first actual like Bar, paid gig, non-pride. They told me I had to show up at the bar for three months straight, at least two times a month, and just say hello so everyone knows who I am. Yeah. So that I had a crowd. I mean, I stacked that crowd when I was there, but (laughs) (laughs) I knew what I was supposed to do. But I think that's a really important lesson for everybody to take away from this. If you're just getting into drag, um, just go and be seen. You have to see, you have to be seen, you have to support. Even if you can't financially be there to support, just show your face. Yeah. Give some applause, take some pictures, and and do what you have to do. It goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out after a show, saying hello, even now, like, Six and a half, seven years later, just saying hello to new people coming every single week. They enjoy it. They love it. They want to get to know you. It's not like they see you perform and they want to live for you, but they also want to know who you are as a person. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I will continue to call myself a local queen when I am in Orlando, because, you know, I still I show up for free. I show up for 50 bucks and some some Coca-Cola and some cheese sticks. (laughs) Some mints. Yeah. But... It's because those people make it so worth it. 
Yeah. Those are the people that have supported me for the last 16 years. Oh, yeah. And I can sit there and be like, oh, hey, Rachel, how's your mom doing? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, Seth, I know Seth is going to listen to this. Hey, Seth, <laughs> I hope your mom's feeling better. Thank her for that candle that she made me. Oh, you know, it, yeah. it's all about that. So I think that even though there is some kind of weird stigma attached to being a local queen, there's also something really just beautiful and pure about it mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily get outside of of that local scene of your local scene oh yeah i've got to know a lot of the like my local fan base with doing hair a lot of them are like wait you do hair so they've <laughs> they've come to the salon and now i do their hair there so they get to know me outside of drag mm-hmm. and then i get to know them a little bit better so i can be like yeah i recognize that face it's harder with masks now but like <laughs> i'm like oh i know those eyes i've seen it <laughs> i see that ear the little one that's a wonky <laughs> don't call them out like that yeah. <laughs> i didn't say a name i didn't say a name <laughs> but they know who they, they are know. now you do have you have like a regular job, like an, a normal everyday job that you go to and drag is your secondary yes. income. Yeah. Do you think that that's important for you? Like, do you see a time in your life where you'll ever be like, I'm going to put hair on hold and just focus solely on drag? Um, I think if this got larger and I had a larger opportunity, it would take a pause mm. immediately. You, if that bra got larger. Yeah. If this fit a little bit better. If it fit a little better. <laughs> yeah. If the strap actually touched in the back. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is this is not an episode of the podcast. This is really just us begging you to donate to this GoFundMe um, for a bra extender. Please. For Stacy. I really need it. <laughs> I got juicy and now I really need it. <laughs> So do you have aspirations of, of being on like a drag race or... I would uh, love drag race. I think yeah. drag race is an amazing stepping stone. I don't think it's end all. I think That's like... Smart. um I won't say it now because I don't want anyone to steal my ideas. But once... I will say once I'm on, you know, um, I feel like I could do bigger, better things, bigger productions. Mm-hmm. I could travel and um, do larger shows or mm-hmm. I could do local things. I could do great things like this. Um, I would love to be able to have that. I would love for you to have that. I think you deserve that. You're definitely one of um, one of the shining stars that I've oh, met thanks. on my journey. I, I love everything that you, you do. You sound very starstruck. So who were your influences when you were first starting to figure out who Stacy was? Um, this is a weird question. So like, when I first started, the reason why I started drag was because I worked retail, female retail. And I was like, all the girls get to wear so many great clothes and guys get the short end of the stick. Like you yeah. get pants and a t-shirt. whoop de fucking do I mean, <laughs> oh, you no. can say fuck, fuck, okay. fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, well, how do I get away with this? So I just kept snowballing like oh i can wear this i can wear this so it just was kind of following like fashion trends seeing celebrities not one individual celebrity like i didn't even know what drag race was until six months after choosing to do drag Mm -hmm. i saw portland drag for the first time because i'm from vancouver washington okay but i saw portland drag and i was like what the heck is this (laughs) (laughs) i was like i think i want to do it I remember going to see drag shows years before I even started doing drag. There was one that was in like this, 
It's hard to describe because it was the size of a single white trailer and the interior kind of looked like one with the velvet Elvises on the wall and all that kind of oh. shit. But there was a pool table. It was like just the, the shotgun hallway, you know? There was a pool table and this carpeted area and there was a little like makeshift bar they had set up over here like with a, with a card table and stuff. It was tiny in a strip mall in Ocala, Florida. And it was called The Connection. And you walk in and... The queens, like the show would start and it would be lit by one of those giant flashlights because they didn't okay. have a spotlight in them. Yeah. You know, those like big camping flashlights. And these the girls. Flashlight in a bucket. They would come <laughs> in from the front door and just perform around the pool table while everybody was just kind of backed up against the oh, wall. Wow. And then they'd make their way back out the front door to a shed in the back that they got changed in. And it was like, so, it was like guerrilla theater, you know? It was really insane to watch what they went through for, you know, $20 in tips. And they probably got $20 to be there and a couple of drink tickets. But they just loved it so much. Have you done a gig similar since you've been on Drag Race? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm Bianca Del Rio. uh, She gave me advice from the moment I met her before the cast was even announced. Mm -hmm. And she said, my only advice to you is never say no. Unless you have to. And she said, not for you, but for everybody else. She said, you Mm -hmm. need to use what you've been given and you need to give back. And that's why we started this podcast, because I wanted to use this platform to kind of, you know, get the voice of of these other girls out there so other people can fall in love with you the way that we do. Um, So I would like to ask you right now, Mm -hmm. who is your favorite drag queen in the entire world? Oh, it's gender random. No, don't say that. (laughs) That's a lie. Drag queen. Uh, I don't have a favorite. Who's your favorite? Like, so when local I girl. Uh, oh, local girl. Yeah, the one that turns a party. Who's the one that you saw and you were like, "Bitch, that could be me one day." Kalina Marcos. Kalina motherfucking Marcos. So I met her, and at the time, when you look back, way back when, we're like, "Oh, girl." But at the one at the time, she was like the one. Uh huh. And she said to me, "Oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Let's see you do this competition." <laughs> and then she was one of the judges, actually, at the competition. Okay. Yeah. And she was like, "I was so stressed, but please don't give this up ever again. Like, yeah. continue doing what you're doing." Yeah. So is she your drag mother? Is that like no. she, you would consider her? No, no, no. Who's no. your drag mother? No one. Me, myself, and I. Yeah, I am. Um, I love drag families, but I don't want to be tied to somebody else's drama and mess. I want to be my own mess. And drama. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to have children? Um, I want to see some people have a drive and um, want to do what I do, and then I will approach. But not at the moment. I wouldn't allow myself to have any drag children until I hit the ten year mark. Because, you know, now you you do have girls that are going out there like, Mama, I had my first paid booking. Uh-huh. I have been doing drag for four weeks now. Yeah. I've got 17 kids, 22 grandchildren. Nar. And it, it's just, I didn't want to pass on any of my traits or anything yeah. until they were, you know, tried and true. Yeah. Until I knew kind of who I was and what I had to offer. Because- I also don't think that what my way is perfect. I think no, there's so many different ways. And so like, as a drag mom, I'll be your drag sister. I don't want to be your drag mom. I don't want to be old. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, we're doing this together. I want to uplift you as much as I hope that you can help uplift me. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's now, what I have. I have, I have a smattering of children at this point, and it's all those girls that have like a really strong drive. Because I yeah. tell them, you know, like I'm like my drag mother with me. She gave me the tools to do it, but she made yeah. me learn it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's important. If you want to have sustainability in yeah, the business, sure. you've got to learn those things for yourself. Absolutely. What's that old saying? You can you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but you can teach a man to fish and he'll be set for, I don't know what the fucking saying is. You can sure. Google it. But, yeah. but it, <laughs> it's that mindset, you know? Yeah. So I want to know from you. Mm-hmm. A little bit more about like what people can expect when they come to see you. Anything, like legit anything. I um, actually had recently since we've been open since July first mm-hmm. or the beginning of July. I had someone who was like, "I come every single week. There is not one week where I can turn to my friend left or right and say she's going to do this." I know immediately this is what she does. It's always fun. It's a surprise. There's always, well, majority of the time I reveal. For me, when I perform, it's about escapism. Uh So if we have fun in the moment for three to however many minutes, I did my job. I made you happy. I'm happy. Um, So I'll go out and do things like my, one of my favorite performances that I love to do that makes people be like, what? But they live. Um, Is Mariah Carey's fantasy but I do it as Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, <laughs> subtle. You know, just a little. <laughs> but then I also like to switch things and like do some Miley, do some Gaga. Like I grew up in the deep south of Washington State near Mount St. <laughs> Helens. Um, so I grew up on country. Uh-huh. Um, so the good old Shania Twain, the chicks, Dolly, Reba. Um, when I pulled those out. Ginger Minge, Double White Diva, available now on all yep. streaming platforms. Buy it. Buy it, stream it, like yeah. it, share it. Well, yeah. Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's always different. And I'm I feel like I'm so ADD or ADHD that if I'm bored after two minutes, you might be bored. Yeah. Because I've watched so many drag shows where I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you discuss amongst yourselves who you think is pretty but boring. We're going to take a brief break to hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Stacy's Starstruck. Oh, my goodness. I Oh, I shouldn't come back in like I'm scratching my ear right here. <laughs> Girl, it's just, the glue is starting to flake up. <clears throat> anyway, welcome back. To local queen, I am Ginger Minge, and I'm here with my very special guest today, Stacey Starstruck hey. from Seattle, Washington. Seattle, like the apples, Washington apples. Oh, you know that that is like um a uh wow, I can't talk. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Apples? No, Washington. There's no R in Washington. 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 Well, in the South, we say it like water. Oh. I'm going to wash the clothes, wash the Accent, dishes. Accent, sorry. Accents. Brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. <laughs> um, a lot of older people say rassle, uh, washer machine, Washington. Yeah. Like my grandpa said that all the time. My, I was like, Aunt Joanne, my Aunt Joanne, when I was growing up, she couldn't say Publix, which is, you know, if, you, if you're from 
Florida or anywhere around there, you know Publix is like the best grocery store ever. I know you're probably all sounding off in the comments right now. No, it's this one. It's that. No, Publix is the best. <laughs> Particularly when it comes to pub subs, which are their sandwiches, oh, like sub sandwiches. Yum. So anyway, she couldn't say Publix and she couldn't say sandwich. So she'd always say, I'm going out of Publix for sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my sister who was like, can I have a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Uh, well, I have two half and two step. Okay. Yeah. Well, two halves so, make a whole. Yeah. We all have the same dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the two half are from my mom's wife's children. Well, it's mom's wife. Your mom's wife. Yeah. Their her, children. Her child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Children. Children. But you're all kind of raised together. No. No? No. Oh. Actually. Uh, so I grew up, so my parents split when I was... Four and then or five and then I m- ended up moving in with my dad. Um, I didn't know I had a sister until I was fourteen, and she's five years younger than I am. Oh. And she came to live with us due to um, I don't want to air dirty laundry, but her like life, family. Um, there were some not great things happening. Yeah. So my dad took her in. Um, and I was like, oh, I had like single child syndrome. And then she showed up and I was like, what are you doing? When do you leave? <laughs> I was the youngest of four. Oh, and I can't imagine. we all lived together at different, like various points throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. I got beat up so much. Really? <laughs> I, yes. Mostly by my sister. You should have got her back. Well, I look prettier than she does now, so I feel like that's... You got her back. That's you got enough. her back. That's, that's all the revenge yeah. I need. My brother is nine years younger. So there's like a huge, 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 huge gap. He, anything I said, he said, yes, it was great. My step-siblings, I didn't know them till I was 18. Wow. Yeah. I. So when my parents split, uh, my mom has a quite interesting... Um, past she got involved with not great things mm-hmm. um, then she met her partner sobered up um, and so then there was some separation and then once I was 18 I reconnected and then found out I had step siblings well there you go Yeah. so when did you come out to your family uh, well they knew well yeah I mean I feel like they always know oh they should yeah they always know I was taking pictures like this <laughs> at like seven <laughs> my stepmom looks at my mom and was like you didn't know my mom was in denial The even at 18 my stepmom was like he asked for yarn and a crochet hook he wanted art supplies he's about project runway what are you talking about <laughs> I mean you know you never know it's just like my mother always said he's artistic yeah absolutely yeah. she's like no 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 he's just he's living he'll find a girlfriend <laughs> I am the girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah <laughs> um so when I let's see 19 or 20 I officially like came out I came mm-hmm. out to my godmother first um and she said okay great love you changes nothing um my grandpa which I was the scaredest to tell him because he's basically in my opinion he was like a ideal father figure I could tell him Mine anything too. um it was yeah it was great I was like papa I have something to tell you he's like Okay, we're out by the wood shack where we cut wood. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I have a boyfriend. And he was <laughs> like, okay. 
And I, I was like, uh, okay. He was like, well, what do you have to tell me? Uh, I was like, uh, that's it. And he was like, well, are you happy? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, then who cares? Great. So I love great. that. Uh, and, you know, I was very nervous to come out to my grandparents as well, but they were the ones that were basically the same way. They were like, well, what took you so long? It's fine. Yeah. Like, like yeah. what's the news? Because this yeah. isn't news to us. Oh, yeah. And they were, to them, they were like, well, what does this change? Mm. What's the difference? You're the same person. You still care. We care about you. Who cares? I was a little more nervous coming out as a drag queen to my family than I was to come out as, you know, at the time, a gay man. You know, at this point in life, like, I I just identify as non-binary because some days I think I'm the only woman and some days (laughs) I am a bush little bear. You're feeling the hair, you're like, yeah. (laughs) But it was more difficult for me to be like, um, on top of that, I also wear high heels and dresses and oh. wigs and stuff. And again, they were like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, like, yeah. just don't My wear mine. My papa used to joke. He's like, you want to dress for Christmas? Before I even came out doing drag. <laughs> I was like, no, papa, I don't want it. Well, what, was it, out, what was it like for you to come out as a drag queen? Um, it, it was okay. I mean, I didn't have any bad things. My, I will say that my grandparents were interested, but not. They would be like, oh, so what are you doing? How is it? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm working at the bar. I'm making money and like saying hello. Okay, nice. When we move on, we move on. We don't need <laughs> yeah. to talk anymore about it. Um, my mom wants to be front row. Every time she's in town, she tips 20s. She's like, I'm paying your rent. <laughs> <laughs> she was all about it. My godmother, same thing. Um, my cousin's great. Anyone else? I don't care about their opinion. All I noticed that all of the women in my family loved it. They were like, oh, that's great. Fantastic. Can't wait to see the show. All of the men thought I was, and not that there's anything wrong with this, they thought I was a stripper. Oh. And I was like, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if I had the yeah. body, I would love to be a stripper. A clown stripper? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a clown stripper. But... It just wasn't, it was so far removed from what I actually did in my act that it was almost insulting that they didn't take the time to really find out, like, who I was as a performer. Did they ever come to your shows in the beginning? No, uh, all the women did. Oh, gosh. My my mama, my Aunt Glenda Faye, my cousins, all of them, they would all pile in the car and come over and watch it. They they love it. But the men are still like, what are you doing? Do you have all those crinkled ones from your uh, tea string? It's like, I'm like, string. yeah, there you go. I actually, my godmother's son, he graduated high school, uh, like uh, during COVID. And I gave him like a hundred dollars in ones that I had made. And I was uh, like, here you go, stripper money. <laughs> he just laughs. He's like, ah, okay. <laughs> Nervous, but excited. A hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. You take yeah. it where you can get it. Absolutely. Especially after a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. What was the pandemic like for you as a, as a local girl? Uh, stress, just stress, 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 stress. Um, I picked up sewing, so I can mm. sew now, um, pretty decently. Nice. I, I may not sell it yet, <laughs> but for myself, it's good. Um, Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, that was you know, I just I was more about like escapism. I didn't work. I tried online. I wasn't making the money. Um, And not that it's necessarily about the money, but drag is expensive. It is very expensive. And if you're only getting tips like $5 to $20 a show, I can't. It's not sustainable. It's not. It really isn't. 
no. Especially and, after you spent two days of like filming, editing, yeah. sending it in, yes. trying to do the most. And you're like, oh, here's $20, which I'm very appreciative of, mm-hmm. but it's it's not paying. No, it doesn't pay for itself. Yeah. At that point. And it's not even about the profit. It's about like making the ends meet. Yeah. And, and sometimes it just oh, doesn't yeah. do that. Like I, just like everybody else, I, I stopped doing drag. I did nothing but digital stuff through the mm-hmm. pandemic and it wasn't the same um, income coming in, but the bills were still the same. Oh yeah. And every stopping. show that I did with my, my best friend Gidget, you know, we were trying to piece together things w- w- at no cost because yeah. we weren't making enough money. Like you said, we weren't making mm-hmm. enough to put back into doing another show. Mm-hmm. So we, we had to get very creative. You have to. But I did like it because I felt like it pushed me back into, like, when I first started doing drag. You had to be very creative. Very and be creative. like, okay, well, I'm not on stage. Well, what's the angle? What's the... And not just, like, the angle of the camera, but, like, what story am I telling? Uh-huh. What's the vibe? How can I edit this? Like You bust out an old box of... of- shit and you yeah. just go literally oh yeah. here's a here's a feather duster i'm gonna turn it into a reindeer and we're gonna do a christmas <laughs> yeah. show you're running around town outside like stay away from me but trying to film something <laughs> yeah, looking exactly. crazy <laughs> so i did feel like if there was a silver lining to that cloud at all it would be that it really did kind of force at least me and, and gidget to really kind of go back to our roots of of like being real crafty yeah i also learned tech i I can't do it, but I got a a new computer, did the little iMovie thing, figured it out. Uh It worked out. Um, And now, now if I need to do it, I have it. I get it. I'm so proud of you. you. Nana's still learning over here. I just, I broke my phone. I had to get a new one for my birthday. It's not even like the newest iPhone, but it's the size of an iPad. I mean, it's too big for my meaty little paw. And I can't work anything on it. I'm like, eh, eh. It's not recognizing my face. It's like, take your lashes off, Mary. <laughs> did you background. did you have an iPhone before that? I did. Oh, I during COVID, I was able to switch to get an iPhone for the first time. I had Android beforehand. I was like, what? There's a flashlight? What? An emoji that talks? It's everything. I love I it. I couldn't. And it connects to this computer right here, which connects to this microphone, which connects to the knee bone. I like it, it, they're it's, all connected. <laughs> we have a studio audience <laughs> back here today. <laughs> I learned something literally last week for the first time on an iPhone. If you hold the space bar down, it'll move the line like where you're typing. It'll move it anywhere you want within your what? conversation. Yeah, I didn't know that. After like a year and a half later, I'm gonna Google this shit. Yeah. Good luck. Look, I'm so surprised. I lost my eyebrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Now, I do know we have to wrap up. This is going uh, yeah. a little bit longer, but the conversation has been so good. So, first of all, thank you for coming on thank this. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you a couple quick things. Yes. What was your favorite performance you've ever given in drag? Oh. None? You don't like any of them? They all suck. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't... Ha- they're always exciting. Every single time. There's not one that I can be like, oh, I liked that one. Or that, like, one time I was here. The one time I... Like, every single time. Just because I see everyone smiles. Mm-hmm. So it's always exciting every time. Well, so that's... Sorry to ruin that Bring question. me to my next question, which is actually the better question. 
what is your least favorite performance ever? I've done a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I love the audience and I love the space, but it was like five people um, in the middle of nowhere or also in the middle of like, they don't know what drag is. Yeah. Uh, um, I could hear my lips move. I could hear the click clock on my heels. I could hear the unzip of the jacket. <laughs> It was a struggle, but we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, I think those are the ones that uh, really make you appreciate the other oh. times a whole lot more. Yeah. I'm like, thank goodness for loud music. <laughs> and, and then I have two more questions. Yes. Two more. One, what is your definition of local queen? Local queen? Like in Seattle? Just in general. Like, if oh. when you hear local queen, what do you think? The one. The one. Because, the, like... Everyone starts as a local queen. We all, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have. Um, you can be a bedroom queen. You could be an art queen. You could be a, a gag queen, a stunt queen, a pageant queen. Like, you're the one. No matter what area you're in, you're the one. Mm-hmm. And my final question for you is, what advice would you give to any local girl out there or somebody who is looking to become a local girl? Quit. Just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, keep trying. Keep pushing yourself. Um, if you feel stagnant, look at other girls in other cities. Don't look at, like, larger names. Look at local girls and mm-hmm. see, like, how, what are they doing that I want to do better? How do I better myself? And you'll get better. Guaranteed. Yeah. Practice, 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 practice. Absolutely. Even if you, like, you're, you test out an eye for the night and you're like, oh, dang, this is ugly. Go out. Try it. See yeah. what people say. And believe it or not, the things that you think are ugly, everyone thinks is beautiful. I agree with that completely. I I have learned that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I look a mess. And they're like, you've never looked better. I'm like, okay. I know. <laughs> Every time I take like five minutes to paint, my husband goes, you've never looked more gorgeous in your life. I'm like, you can see my mustache. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> He's like, I'm really into bearded drag right now. You look great. <laughs> um, but no, I, I agree with you. Like, don't don't look at the girls that you see on TV or in movies no. and all that kind of stuff as kind of where you want to go and who you want to be. Like, I remember I always, I didn't want to be RuPaul. I didn't want to be um, the Roxy Andrews or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Carmela Marcella Garcia. Mm-hmm. who was known as the mouth of the South and she won like every national pageant ever. Oh, and I, I am slowly morphing into her as I, <laughs> as I see our photos side by side sometimes, but she was so funny and so beloved. And she had a career way before drag race even existed. And up until the day she died, like mm-hmm. just, just so wonderful and I so long, that. like 40 years. That's crazy. Of just being a superstar. Wild. And she created it herself. Do you think you'll do this 40 years later? Well, I've only got like three years left oh, until yeah. my 40th. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> I only have three years left on TikTok. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, make sure you go and follow me on all social media. You can find all of that information at gingermingeonline.com. That's gingermingeonline.com, not gingerminge.com because that's porn. It is oh. also me. But you yeah. don't want to subscribe to that. And where can our listeners follow you? Instagram. I'm Stacy. That's with an E-Y. Stacy period starstruck. Um, 
Facebook, Stacy Starstruck. Um, Miss MS underscore Starstruck on Twitter. I'm not very good at Twitter. See, that's what I'm, I'm trying. Real good at. I'm trying. I love it because all you have to do is be an asshole on Twitter. You're right. Well, or there's show, a lot of show your asshole on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, every time I'm like scrolling, I'm like, oh, that's someone here. That's their alt, 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 alt. <laughs> time to close. Time to close. <laughs> Well, Stacy Starstruck, you are a local queen. And I mean that in the best sense of the phrase, because I think that they that local queens are the foundation that this is all built on. And you are you. a hometown shero. Thank you. Make sure you check out Stacy on social media and anytime you are in Seattle. Until next time, this is Ginger Minge signing off. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.